Gentlemen. Hey. Hey, man. Hey. How we doing? No? Feeling good. Feeling good on a Thursday. How about you guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Not, a, not everybody wants now. Well, you're asking both of us at the same time. <laughs> That's true. That is the cardinal mm-hmm. sin of radio. I, I, I understand that. Um, but I just always feel weird just picking one person out because then the other, pe- the other person feels excluded. Do they? So I'm just going to flip a coin here. Greg, how you doing, buddy? What's up, man? I'm doing good. Nick, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, you know what? Do- doing, uh, doing okay. It's October. We got Halloween in- around the corner. Spirit Halloween up the street is opened, which oh, yeah. which is oh, yeah. fantastic news for the kids. So is that one of those uh, like seasonal shops? Just pops up on Halloween. I love Siri's Se- been watching YouTube videos about the latest uh, animatronics that they've got over there. We went nice. on opening day. Animatronics are not yet set up. Um, Dope. So we're gonna check back next week. Oh. Um, but he's got his yeah, he's got his bike. He's gonna ride there and check every so often. So he'll keep nice. us posted. Is he, is he into the robotics and all? He's that into Halloween, ah, hardcore gotcha. favorite holiday. Oh, holidays, so yeah, um, we uh, we went we made a trip to Home Depot the other week to get some uh, door pulls for a cat for our new cabinets, right? Okay. And you know the whole family's there. They had just set up their big Halloween displays, including all like the. The big animatronic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. figures, and uh, I don't think that Ava is ever going to go near a Home Depot ever again. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, scared life. the oh. out of her. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> just just terrified, huh? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, poor and just thing. as confirmation, the other uh, this past weekend, we ended up uh, we went we were shopping for furniture, and then we went to a party city that was right next door, mm-hmm. and. Um, she saw big animatronic characters, and she just she hugged real close to, oh, to mom. Oh, so she's, she's absolutely terrified of them. Oh, poor thing. Thanks a lot, Home Depot. Yeah. I, you know what? I went to Lowe's on Saturday. Yeah? Their Halloween stuff is on this one wall, and their Christmas <clears throat> stuff is set up in the front. Oh, jeez. Really? What the heck? <laughs> Come on, Lowe's. In advance of the, the Halloween stuff? I, I don't, I know, it's just, I don't know if, I know, I know it just sounds like I'm old now, but jeez, oh, Pete. <laughs> It's, it's not even I, it's October. A, I mean, it, was, it was October first. Listen, man, it's it's a. I think that's a totally fair critique. Ugh. This is also coming from a forty-year-old man. So indeed, hmm. indeed, we're all we're all there. We're all there. <laughs> oh man. Awesome. Uh, so, you guys want a kitchen update? Want sure. a kitchen update? Also want a weekend update? A Saturday update? Okay. Well, um, let me give you the weekend update first. Okay. And okay. I I want to send this out to our great friend in front of the pod. Keith Grasso. Just had him on, yeah. We had him on two episodes ago to talk about Rocktoberfest. Yes. And thanks to, thanks a lot, Hurricane Ian. Oh, um, no. Came up the coast, and I think by Thursday, the weather was going to be so bad that Keith had to end up canceling Rocktoberfest oh, for this year. Wow. And there was no rain date, so it's just off. Oh, oh man. So sorry, I, Keith. You know, I've known Keith for a long time. He's a happy, optimistic, positive person. Resilient. I've never, I've never, and he's very resilient, absolutely. I've never heard him so distraught and upset. So seriously, Keith, my heart goes out to you, man. I'm so sorry that this happened. Next year is going to be even bigger and even better. Heck yeah, it uh, is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was pretty brutal. And uh, so, you know, obviously the weather was here was awful, so we ended up just uh, trying to make the best of it on the weekend. And the kitchen, as far as the kitchen update goes, um, let me see if I have an appropriate uh, sound effect here. Uh, Let's see. Here we go. 
Nothing. Nothing has happened. <laughs> oh, okay. Slow moving. Yeah, so we're, yeah we're waiting for the, the uh, countertop to get cut and to be installed. That's supposed to happen this Wednesday. So by the time you guys are listening to this, mm. hopefully the countertop will be installed. But the electricians were supposed to come. There's just a couple of little minor things that were supposed to happen that have not happened. Okay. But, uh, Let's see. Not upset about that. It's not bothering me at all. Um, you know, not not fretting and worrying about that whatsoever. So is this behind schedule at this point? Is that... It depends on how you look at it, Nick. I think, you know, from the macro view... Based on the schedule? On the micro view, they are absolutely behind schedule. Okay. On the macro view, still on track. They still have one more day to get that dang electrician... To get the dang receptacles and plugs put in, so... Okay. We'll see. All right. We can wire this thing up, man. Oh, I know I can. Okay. But, That's not um, what you're paying for. Mm. That is definitely not what I'm paying for. Okay. So, gentlemen, I think... Uh, is the uh, witty repartee wrapped up here? Are we all set? Is everybody set yeah, their piece? Yeah, I don't know. Any anything any anything good to give us, Greg? What do we got? Well, I'm, st- I'm starting off the so the so I'll just uh, let's play the theme song, get our intros in, and then I'll oh, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll get you guys that. all caught up. There's a bunch to talk right. about. Cool. That sounds great. All right, all right. Here we go. Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to You Should Check It Out. Mm-hmm. Coming at you on another beautiful Thursday. Oh, it's it's October, folks. Coming <laughs> at you. Hey. It's episode 165, if you can believe that. And my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we have an awesome show for you tonight. As Greg alluded to, he is leading off. He is going to be talking about some stuff. I am going to be following up from that. I'm going to be playing a game with you guys. We haven't done a game in a in a in a oh, second. Sweet. Yeah. So it's I thought play. Um, it's been a few. You're right. Yeah. Let's have some fun tonight. And then Nick, you're gonna be talking about, I think, mm-hmm. our favorite website. I might be. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna talk about pitchfork a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got some thoughts. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, without further ado, sir, Greg Loman. You're up. Yo, yo, yo. Hey. Um so I wanted to actually kind of fill you guys in on uh the, the craziness of this last week. What'd you do? Um, so we recorded last Monday, well, mm-hmm. under, the, under the hood. Um, and then um, the following day, I went to go see Roger Waters again in L.A. Oh, so, yeah. Second so, round, right? Yeah, re- second round for me. So I went out to the show. Um, but before we, before we went, I, I mentioned how last time in Pittsburgh in July when I went to go see it, it was, that was the first night of the tour. And they were still right. v- strictly COVID. Uh, yes. And they're still doing that. However, I have some friends in the Roger Waters camp, and they were say, and they sent me an email. They were like, "Listen, we're gonna have some drinks afterwards. You have to take a, co- you need to take a COVID test. But then, if you, but if you're negative, you can come." Cool. All right. So I said, <laughs> I said, all right. So I get to the venue, and there's a dude from the team who met me with like a little cotton swab thing, and. You know, <laughs> And then he texted me half an hour into the performance saying, like, you're good to go. We'll see you, you know, come up to, like, the this suite, you know, on this floor. Yeah. And so afterwards, I went upstairs. The show was fantastic. Just put, just put your eye up to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I went how, in. How did it compare, though? How did it compare? I mean, it's, it's a very consistent, okay. you know, if you okay. see it one night. I mean, I'm it sure It seems like them, it would be. It's so big. It I'm seems sure like to it them, it's like, oh, this this was different this night. But it's just like, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot getting thrown at you. Yeah. It's a, so there was one worthy, uh, newsworthy addition, which was 
uh, during the song Sheep, he mm-hmm. said, there was, a, there was a, a big sheep that he sent out into the audience. And this time I noticed yeah. that the sheep and the pig are, are droned, con- drone controlled. Nice. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, and like, it's crazy because at one point in the song, Roger kind of like puts his like arm out towards the sheep and then like starts to like spin his hand. And like the he's like controlling spinning. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's just like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. So Bird Clock thinks that's the coolest. Sorry. Well, he loves a- anything related to animals, you know. He's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And drones. He's trying to talk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I get up to the thing afterwards, the little, you know, and it, it, it was very intimate. And most of the people I knew from my time with them years past. Mm-hmm. Um, or walked, MTV. Yeah. So I walked, <laughs> so I walked in and um, pretty soon I, I noticed that there's a, there's, there's a dude wear, wearing a cap. I know that. And is. I was like, and I was like, oh, Don Morello's here. Yeah, you know, Ouch. I was like, "Oh, cool, man. That's nice, nice." Mr. Ray, I like that you can just at this yeah. point just walk into a room and be like, "Oh yeah, there's Tom Morello." Morello in a cap. Yep. There we well, go. All right. it's not quite like there that. You know, it's I'm certainly like two drinks Morello. Certainly like with Tom. My my, my my my, you know, he's in my like top ten, uh-huh. right? Right, right? So, your heart beats a little faster, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, I have met him before, and I want to. You know, it's just cool though. It's I'm sure he he, I'm, oh, yeah. he probably feels that way around Roger. Which, sure. You know, yeah. so but so not too much time comes by, and then more people are trickling in. People from the band Jonathan Wilson trickles in. Really? Yeah, talk to you, right? Yeah, because he's he's in the yeah, band. Yeah, he's yeah, because he's he plays so, yeah, he kind of yeah. does like the the Gilmore parts, right? right? Exactly. And so he's there. Um, this dude John Karen, who is like just a f- he's not. A lot of the Flo- hardcore Floyd fans know him um, because he's played with Gilmore and Roger. Okay. In their, in, and sort of, he's like just amazing auxiliary slash MD guy because um, he can basically play anything. Mm-hmm. And wow. so okay. he's incredible at like synths and like the pedal steel stuff. He usually does that. All kinds of keyboards and guitars, acoustic guitars, whatever the song needs, he's doing it. And I remember thinking, anytime there was like some really cool sound happening, I would look over and he was the one creating it, you know? Wow. But he's kind of in the shadows. So he was there as well. And uh, so I'm just kind of like taking it all in. Roger comes up and he's like, hey, Greg. And he puts his <laughs> el- elbow out so we could like bump elbows. Yeah. But I wasn't supposed to get him to talk much. Because, like they said it in the email. They're like, he's saving his voice because we have the same. You know, so it's like, don't expect Roger to, ah, rah, rah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a disclaimer. Like he's like he's not being rude. He just doesn't want to blow. I, I wish somebody on my team would send out emails before I go to mm-hmm. social events. Just like, hey, yeah. If Jay doesn't talk much tonight, it's not because he's being rude. Yeah. He's just um, he got to rest his voice. He just doesn't want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't take it personally. Please. Don't take it personally. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was very chill, you know, like open bar situation, a little food spread out, you know. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. just like the after party for the band. And it wasn't like some crazy rock and roll excess kind of thing. It's just a lot. Just be, It's like a normal get yeah. together. Sure. A bunch of famous um, musicians hanging out. And uh, <laughs> you guys are gonna—I don't know if you're gonna believe me or not. I couldn't believe it. I don't but, believe you. Um, but uh, I'm—I'm sitting there. I'm talking to someone from actually like the PR team, uh, and okay. Uh, okay. someone I hadn't seen in a while. And I'm just like, yeah, good, good to see you, you know. And then like literally, 
I turn and Tom Morello has now approached me. He's like, hey, man, it's me, Tom. Hey, good to see you. <laughs> and I was like, ha. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I, Tom, yeah, not yeah, by now. Yeah. Familiar Ka- Ka- with Kaz was work. there. And like, I talked, I, I told her later, I was like, I was like, you saw that, right? She's like, yeah, yeah, I saw it. You know, I was like, I, was like, I didn't just imagine Greg, that. Greg, it's I didn't Tom. imagine that. She's right? like, Pete's. That's like literally what we make yeah. fun of. That's like our joke. I know, I know. It's That's Greg, like, Greg, over here. Yeah, yeah, Tom Morello. Morello. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, and Greg's the, the like, reality. Greg's like, I'll, I'll, one second, I'll be. I'm the reality is, someone. I'm getting some. Someone else there who has been like, he he kind of greased the wheels. He's like, oh, you should say hi to those guys. You remember? And he was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll go say hi. Right? <laughs> it, you know, but but it, somebody told Tom he should well, go interact it, it, with you. Just as a, as a, you know, just in case he didn't, rem- you know, because we had worked together and okay. You know. But yes, I didn't have to. I, you know, I was already thinking like, how do I approach Tom again? Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. And I didn't have to. He came right up to That's me. That's a life. Not and a he life. was the you, nicest the charmed guy. life you lead. He is the nicest Greg Lowen, guy. Oh, he is, but he has sown many seeds to, to live this charmed life. He's, it's, it's a very, you yes. have, Greg. You have. This is very like you now. Yeah. Yes. Yep. No, I know. I know. I know. But, but, it, but it gets better. I think, Jay, Jay you're going to love this next story. So um, <laughs> the, the fellow I just mentioned, the auxiliary player, John Karen and I are, you know, we've, we spent a lot of time talking on whenever I was with them uh, years ago. And he's, I've just kept in touch with him and his wife, Bree, and they're just really lovely people. Mm-hmm. And he's just such a, he's such a nice guy. Was a really, very interested in like the, what we were doing with the vets and everything. And by the way, Don, Juan Dominguez was there as well. Uh, oh, nice. oh, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We all, we went together. So he had posted in his uh, Instagram stories a few weeks back, like, I went to go see Jackson Brown. Uh, like Jonathan Wilson took me and my wife to go see and meet Jackson Brown, which was just a lovely experience and blah, 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 you know, and kind of went into the detail. I'm just trying to get, get to the point. Yeah. Um, so here I am and I see John and I'm like, and uh, Jonathan Wilson is sitting down at a table talking to someone and I'm like, hey, John, I heard you and Jonathan went to go see Jackson Brown. And this guy in the in a beard who's sitting right there stands up and he's like, and they're like, yeah, Jackson's right here. <laughs> and he, he sticks his hand out and he goes, nice to meet you, man. <laughs> I didn't not, I didn't know it was Jackson Brown. Good Lord. <laughs> so wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. Jackson Brown was sitting there and you didn't notice him and then you said. Yes. I, you were starting to regaling a story about I going would have to see rec- Jackson Brown. He has a beard now. I didn't recognize okay. him. I don't sure. know yeah, if you yeah. would have recognized him. Honestly, like if he would have walked right past you, he looks like a very regular guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the um, picture now. I believe it. You I know, it. and I just didn't know. And so he stood up and I was like, I was like, really nice to meet you, man. You know? <laughs> and <laughs> it, it, so it was just crazy, man. It was, it was really fun. Um, That's so cool. And, uh, but then uh. the craziest bit of all of it is that I... I'm hanging out now. It's like one, two in the morning. I know that I have to get home and be in a lift at three thirty to take me to the airport for four oh. nights of shows. Yeah. So I get uh, home. I get in the lift, and then I fly to Indianapolis to play the Bluebird on Wednesday night. Oh, the night. Bluebird! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bienvenue. What I did the Bluebird. Bird? And, yeah, uh, yeah. oh my God. And that gig was, it went great. But the whole time, like Jay, you, you were talking about like, 
the Murphy's law of like anything that can go wrong. And uh-huh, I just right. like, I, it, it just kept being a thing where like, you know, I would step on pedals and it'd be like, yeah, and like kind of oh, like there's... come back in and out, you know, and I, and I would like, every time I kicked the board, it would like spring back to life, but like then it would like die again and I'd have to kick it again. I was like, oh. something on the board is like just a little bit off. Yeah. yeah. And I just like, I don't have time to troubleshoot it. And like when I was at soundcheck, I did troubleshoot it and it all seemed fine. You know, like what the hell is going on? Uh, so I'm like kind of walking a tightrope the whole night. At the end of the show, like two songs left, my strap breaks. Whoa. Like this is a what? strap I've had for like five years. It like just breaks in breaks. half? No, I like break, it break, it broke at one of the handles. Oh. It's a certain kind of locking strap. Okay. Nothing yeah. too fancy, but like, just like a, anyway, so it broke. Shouldn't have broke. And this is the one time, the one time where I had forgotten my backup strap. So I have no strap. <laughs> and there's two songs left to play. You had no strap? So I just so played them do? strapless. And it's because I, I just went ahead and did it because I, I've seen a concert online of King Gizzard where Stuart like plays without a strap the entire mm-hmm. show and I'm like if mm-hmm. he can do it I can do it for two songs yeah, you can do this for two but it was it was and I love the fact that you got King Gizzard somehow shoehorned into this yeah episode but too. I literally would yeah, think that's what I thought s- about up there I was like I gonna ha- I have to I can't like but I have no choice like this is yeah and so it, it was cool though because <laughs> I would like get on my knees or like you know kind of like <laughs> sit down but you know it's hard to play guitar when you have to hold it <laughs> oh yeah it's oh, very yeah. hard <laughs> but I yeah, got okay. through it I got through it and then the next day we had to go to Guitar Center and I had to like buy new pedals co- cables like you know just like and I only had like 15 minutes it was like shopping it was like a supermarket shopping spree I like run into the Guitar Center it's like dead empty <laughs> right, I was right. like hey guys what's going on <laughs> straps <laughs> you guys got a holy grail anyway you replaced your entire pedal board no or just the not, no 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 just my I had I had two pedals that I was like mm, gotcha let's just see because they have a 45 day rental uh, return yeah. policy yeah it was a lot better. Still a couple of like, I don't know, gremlins in there. Yeah. And then finally by the end, I got rid of them. But anyway. So the four then, shows went well? The, all four shows went well. Uh, but I'm fried, man. You know, like, And then I leave again on, on Wednesday for more. So it's just it's Roll that kind that of month. Roll back up the hills. So yeah, it's, just, it's, it's mm-hmm. definitely uh, tiring. But one thing that was giving me life... Is oh. I uh, I and I know we haven't played any music so far. We yeah. could have played some Jackson Brown or some Rage Against the Machine or some Billy <laughs> Strings. Um, we want Frilly. Will, but, will, we want Willie. We, yeah, no Chili Willie so far. I didn't say. I didn't mention. He didn't say the name. I didn't say anything. Ah, I was yeah, waiting. Okay. My fingers right. just been hovering over the. Oh, button. okay. Well, I won't say it now. Um, <laughs> I did in my time in the van. You know, just like flipping around. Somehow I ended up on this article in the Guardian. Uh, it was mm-hmm. a review of a jazz album that came out this week Ooh. by someone we've talked about on the pod, Ooh. Mr. Keith Jarrett. Hell yes. All right. Hell yes. And not only that, but the album was called Bordeaux Concert. Ah. And I was like, place you know. wait a minute. I was like, that's where I'm born. That's where I'm from. That's the city yeah. I was born in. And yeah, I was like, you probably played it at like Le Grand Théâtre, you know, like that's probably uh-huh. where it was my first you know, thought. Recorded. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually recorded at the Bluebird. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk college kids, <laughs> Dollar Beer Night, Keith Jarrett solo yeah! improv. <laughs> oh my god, 
before I go into Keith Jarrett, you should see what like the kids what they'll they'll write stuff on their phone and put it on their forehead. And they'll put like song requests or like, oh, but like other, you know, like I love Flea. Like one, well, I saw one kid that was like, well, I want to be you when I grow up. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like on your <laughs> forehead. And then some other things that are a little inappropriate. Sure. Um, yeah. But it was, yeah, it's a fun time. Anyway, so Keith Jarrett, jazz, I don't know. He's like beyond jazz pianist, you know? He's a master yeah. pianist. Mm-hmm. He went ahead and released this um, uh, performance that was recorded in 2016 in Bordeaux. As yeah. you know, it's solo improv. That's kind of what he's known for. That's like the Colm concert. It's like mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. most famous album. Um, this is just kind of more of that. So I thought we'd play a couple of clips. I definitely thought of you guys when I heard it because I, d- I was like, whoa, there's no way these guys, you know, aren't going to love this. Yeah, so, I'm excited to talk um, about it. So go ahead. Let's, it's also split up into parts. So let's just start with part five. I'm going to play like two okay. clips from this. One, one ugly and one pretty. Cool. Sugar there for a second. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And honestly, I mean, I know that's not everyone's bag, but there's a time and a place. And when you realize like his technique and just yes, he does. It's not just him being sloppy. He he no no yeah he know he's a he's like. I don't know, Nick. What are your it's thoughts fine. on you? I, I, I just, I, I love it. I loved this one. Um, I mean, I love the Cone concert. Um, absolutely love that one. The, the, yeah, the thing I love about and this song, actually, in particular, uh, and, and with a lot of these songs, he, he plays like that and until he's assembled what he's been looking for. Right. And then usually, like, the latter part, uh, and this, I, and if this is your point, I apologize for stepping on it. But, no, but I, I love these like build-up piece parts because, because once you then do know where he's going, then to go back and hear it and hear like, oh, there he's a, he's pulling together, right. what, what's what he's gonna pull out of this thing, what, right. what he's gonna pull out of his hat all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and it's like it's almost like a deconstructed version of where he's gonna go, or he's constructing it at that point is right. how it feels, and it's it's flipping. that's a good that's a really interesting take. And yeah, you're right. And uh, th- to me, one of the things that I, that's just so striking is how you can hear his left and right hand being so different from each mm. other. Mm. And then, I mean, like, there's one moment, and it's actually in a different part, where he's playing something consistent with his left hand and, and with his right hand. And then he just, like, 
speeds up the right hand without changing the left hand. Yeah. And I'm just like, how on earth did you do that? Like, yeah. I could see yeah. if you could do if you were multi-tracking, sure, no problem. No, it sounds like, like more than one piano on player. You, yeah, exactly. Like, how do you split your brain up? Like, okay, speeding up the one hand, that's one thing, but keeping the other one the same while you do that is just like so, yeah. such a different, I don't know. It's like I wouldn't even conceive of that being possible. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just that's obviously part of why I like it, but I it's more about the music that his music like this it makes me feel something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, particularly when he gets like a little more, you know, sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I get a little bit turned off by the bluesy kind of stuff, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just because yeah. I think it's a, that's when he gets a little bit saccharine, maybe, you know. Ooh, good one. Yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, it's um. Let's let's hear part seven. This is kind of more of the the prettier side. Yep. Hello. Now, the one thing that is confusing about this is that the uh, review that I read and other reviews as as well have talked about how the Bordeaux audience was so amazing, and mm-hmm. Keith Jarrett even like commended them. Yeah, for, like, like thanked them for yeah how uh, yeah gracious and appreciative they were. And they described these like thunderous applauses, but this version it, it doesn't have anything. I was like I was. Waiting for it, waiting for it. I asked Nick. Yeah, he didn't no, hear I it either. To it on Apple Music because you listened to it on yeah in J. Jay, Jay didn't hear it. No applause. And uh, so I just I'm, I'm gonna he probably I'm just go- went back and overdubbed the entire. I thing. think it's EU privacy laws. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> I'm gonna. I think I think I want to send an email to ECM Records. Please do see what's up. You know, Sign I mean, it's a legitimate question. It's a legitimate question. Some, somebody's not telling the truth. Yes, exactly. But supposedly there was an audience for this live recording, and I just want to know why they're describing it in the reviews as being there, and we're not hearing it on the album. But anyway, what's more important is that this record did come out. You can clearly tell it's it's obviously Keith Jarrett, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody else sounds like that. And he it was actually recorded in 2016. He had actually 
retired from performing in 2017. He's had too many strokes. Yeah. He, like, so he, he's like out. So that's why this is kind of more of a treat. It's almost like maybe a final recording yeah, one performance. Of the class, you know? So I'm grateful for it. I'm very grateful that it's called the Bordeaux concert because what are the odds, you know? And then like the cover yeah. is like the kind of the color Bordeaux, which is like what if I ever get like a signature guitar or something custom, I will. Oh, nice. Bordeaux will be Good that call. color, you know? Um, and so it just kind of like, you know, hit me. I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is great. And I, I'm sure it's amazing. And, you know, he's not, he always inspires me. You know, one of my teachers told me he thought he would, Keith Jarrett was like the greatest musician of the 20th century, you know, um, which yeah, is high praise coming from that. someone who knows what he's talking about. And in any case, that's all I got to say about Keith Jarrett. I will say what? one. Sorry, Nick, you say something. No, I was just going to say like, the, 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 com especially comparing this to the Cone concert, I heard a lot more of his classical influences come out, which was so freaking cool. Yeah. Um, like the... Uh, uh, probably a month or two ago, I took the boys to uh, Mount Vernon and, and we were looking at, they have a room where they've got like a harpsichord where they would mm -hmm. have performances. Um, and the lady was talking about like reading how oftentimes they were just like improvised. Mm -hmm. um, like they would have like a piece that they would do, but then it was just people just sitting down and improving and like imagining what people that were trained and, and worked in like a cla in what we consider now classical music uh, or different time periods what that would have sounded like for them to improvise. It really, listening to this, I was like, this is probably what that sounded Could have like. Been. Like this. Yeah, yeah. And there's actually been a, a series of, of, of Instagram posts, I think, from like classically trained musicians talking about why it's so hard for them to improvise because the, they, the, their job is to get it note perfect and, and like, you know, like emoting the perfect feeling for these exact notes and never missing any specific note. And the idea of just letting go is so hard. Mm -hmm. So to hear that those two things combined yeah. is it, really cool. This this album yeah. is great. Exactly, and and yeah, you definitely hear the classical as well as the jazz. You know. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I almost argue more classical. Um, mm -hmm. But he's like jumping around like ragtime, and then like it sounds like it's broke all of a sudden, and mm -hmm. then it's like this minimalist kind of yeah. It's 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 it's, it's a neat album. It, I remember. Like, Quite emotional. Yeah, I would and say. there's a documentary where at the end he's like, "All right, I got to go practice." And I forget which Bach he says he's going to go practice, but he's like, "Yeah, it's, it's Bach. The hard, it's the hard stuff, you know. Like it's not, <laughs> he's stuff. not playing like." One last thing I do want to mention is going back to last week's, um, you know, the performance with GE that we talked about with GE Smith. Yeah. GE Smith, we want you to come on the podcast. You know this, but mm -hmm. in the meantime, thank you for the follow on yes. Instagram. And, yeah, uh, that's right. And for and for sharing um, last week's episode on Facebook. That's really great. So, you know, that's yeah, thank you. We, we love that much support. Much and, appreciated. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna hand it off to uh, Jay for the uh, game. Nice. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, babe. We haven't played a game in a while, but before we do that, I have a song apropos of nothing. I was uh, just getting into work mode this morning, and I've been uh, listening to this great app that uh, my wife Ann's dad hit me to. It's called Radio Garden, which is a fantastic app. It's free, and it's just all the internet radio stations from all around the world. Yeah. And it's just a big, it looks like a big Google, Google Earth, and you yeah. can just spin the globe and just 
have it land anywhere, and it's yeah. just great. So I was listening to this great jazz station out of New Orleans, WWOZ, this morning, and this song came on, and it was like, oh, man, this is great. I, I, I wonder who this is. My daughter, Ava, at the time, um, went number two, as sure. she does. Yeah. So I was changing the diaper while this great song was going on, and it was like mm-hmm. 11 minutes long, and by the time I got done with her and I got over there, I missed it. They were done. And luckily, the announcer came on and said, oh, that was uh, blah, 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 playing King Kong. That was a Frank Zappa cover. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's how I knew that mm-hmm. melody. That's how I knew it. So then I had to like go on this big search to find this band. Anyway, the name of the band is called Club de Elf. Okay. Club? Club de Elf. And uh, <clears throat> they describe themselves as a Moroccan-dosed psychedelic dub jazz collective. What? <laughs> yeah. And this is off their brand new album, which is called You Never Know. And this is, like like I said, it's a cover of uh, Frank Zappa's King Kong. That's a... cool huh sounds great yeah yeah it's really cool there's a whole bunch of different sections and they just kind of bring in like that the king kong theme a couple times and Mm -hmm. then just go on these different little rave ups it's pretty cool yeah so cool wait uh guys i'm sorry wait uh, just before you start i'm just looking ahead at their shows it looks like they're playing a place called uh soundcheck studios in uh massachusetts and red knot chili peppers are playing there a couple weeks after them (laughs) We want Jelly Welly. Thank you. We want Jelly Welly. Thank we you. We want Jelly <laughs> All right. That's dope, though. That, those, guys sound, those guys sound really cool, man. <clears throat> I'm into the Red Knots, yeah, they're, yeah, cool. they're really good. Oh, yeah. well, no, yeah, those guys, too. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Club the Elf. <laughs> Club the <de> Elf. <laughs> All right, guys. Sorry, go ahead. We got to get down to brass tacks here. We got, we got a game to play. We are going to be playing, uh, well, uh, I guess I'll set this up a little bit. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was somehow found this album by Toots and the Maytals. Okay. Um, a classic reggae band founded by Toots Hibbard, who sadly passed away in 2020, I believe. Okay. Um, but they're kind of a pioneering reggae band and had some of the greatest reggae songs out there. And they released an album back in 2004 called True Love that is a compilation album. Now, before you guys go look this album up, Please don't, because that will ruin this game. Not doing okay. that. Not doing that. <laughs> Not doing that. This entire album is Not doing that. Uh, Toots and the Maytals <laughs> basically playing with a wide selection of guest okay. artists. Not doing All that. 
<laughs> I'm I'm going on honesty. Yes. I'm not oh, guest artist. Did you say guest artists? Yeah. Okay. This is guest artists. So, so we have a game this. for this that Greg invented a couple uh, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna resurface. It's called Guess the Guest. Hey now. Guess the guest. Right. Guess the guest. That's right, folks. And guess the guest. Who's I play guest? a song, guess and you guest. guys have to guess who the guest artist is. I'm so bad. So this at is this. guess the guest yes, reggae edition. All right. You know. And I, I know that we are all great students of reggae. <laughs> We're not at all. No. We're not at all. But I figure this would be a good chance. This is this is going to be a good uh, selection because it's well very well known artists. Okay. Again, this is 2005, so it's a good selection of like classic artists and some newer artists and uh, all different genres, all, all different instruments. Oh, all no, the, no, 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 oh, no. Okay. All kinds of different stuff. I won't give all too right, much cool. away. But I, I, before we get started, I, I did want to give you guys the opportunity. There's two ways that we could play this. I play the song. You guys both get a chance to guess or we go back and forth. Or we can do a thing where I play the song, and then as soon as one of you guys recognize it, you buzz in, and you try to get a point. What, what do you think, think, Greg? That works. You want to buzz, buzz or in? you want you want to buzz or you want to swap back and forth and guess? Oh, <clears throat> I see. I think swap. I think back and forth is probably better. Just the time. Do swapping back and forth. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's probably a better. Idea. Yeah, it gives me a chance to answer. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but all right. I, so I, I'm gonna writing's on the. I'm gonna so. flip the. Uh, the jar of lip medics here. Okay. Um, Greg, why don't you call it in the air? Heads or tails? All right. Okay. And go. Heads. It is tails. So, Nick, do you want to go first? Sure, I do. All right. Now we're is gonna a start. Hard one first, or is an easy? We're gonna one start. We're gonna start easy. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. And one. go up in uh, levels of difficulty. Crap. Oh, they'll be staggered. So don't, don't worry. Yeah, I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this first one, uh, these hopefully are all songs that you've heard before. This this one's <laughs> this one's probably one of my favorite reggae songs of all time. Uh, this song's called Love Is Gonna Walk Out On Me. I'm not going to give you any hints, but uh, I will say that it's a he, and he is playing guitar, and he is singing. So, Nick, guess the guest. Every time that I see your face That's Toots, by the way. Thank something you. Something moving in my heart and it cheers me to my soul I'm telling me that Love's not gonna let me down Oh no, oh no Love's not gonna let me down As I see the morning sun I know everything, everything is alright I could see her rushing to my door and tell me that love not gonna let me down. Okay, Nick Klein. I uh, okay. The only yeah, the name that first popped in my head. Well, the first thing that popped in my head was Fuji's. Is that Wyclef John? It is not Wyclef John. Crap. <laughs> Would you like a second guess? Just because this is the first one. Greg, do you have any? uh, It's okay. I don't. Greg for the steal? uh, Oh, steal, eh? Um, Is it Ben Harper? It is Ben Harper. Oh. 
<laughs> Sorry, Nick. That's, That's supposed right. to be the easy one. All right. Yep. <laughs> one point That's to Greg. Good. That's good. <laughs> right. Everybody hearing? Audio this, levels okay? Did it yeah. play? I didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. This next one. Um, this is a good one. Greg, you're familiar with the song Funky Kingston? Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Oh, uh, maybe, okay. maybe, well, maybe if I hear it. It's a classic. We have a guest vocalist and we have a guest band. So okay. it's, there's, a, there's a potential bonus point here. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Sorry. Well, he can steal it. So. The, the band, there's no way that you're going to get the band, I don't think. But here we go. Funky Kingston. Is this the guest vocalist? No, that's still too I realize there's a lot of back and forth on that, but I highlighted parts where it's pretty clear who it is. If you, if you, mm. uh, oh man, I don't know. I got, I, I felt like, like it was just too fast to really wrap my head around. Was, was the key the, the first time you heard the guy's voice, like right before yeah. the back and forth? He gives it away. He does I, a thing, right? Yeah. He does things. He does vocal things that he's very famous for. I tell you what, Nick, if you'll allow this, I could play the beginning of the song where he'll absolutely give it away. (laughs) Does he say his name? (laughs) That's still Keith Jarrett. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, actually he does. I don't know. Greg, do you want to take a stab at the band? You can take a stab at the band. Is it the Wailers? It is not the Wailers. Sorry. Who's the band? (laughs) Who's the band? Oh, well, maybe Nick can steal it. Nick, you want to try for the the band? No. Okay. No, I don't. The band is The Roots. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I'll play the beginning, and either one of you guys can buzz in as soon as you got it. Ready? He says his name. Okay. Oh, funky Oh, I see Collins. Okay. Oh, Nick got it. Oh, no, I know that was because he, he was like, huh, that vibe. He does that like, <laughs> two, it's roots and boots. <laughs> There's one part in that, that clip where he goes, oh, yeah, baby. It was yeah, just, no, it's yeah, true. It's true. Yeah, All baby. Right. <laughs> Who's he thinking he has Austin Powers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. I think Mike All right, so we're, we're tied up. One, one. I All guess. Right. Are we having a good time? Yes. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Greg right. is hard. All right, Nick, this one's for you. Okay. This is a band backing right. Toots and the Maytales. They played through the whole thing. Should be clear enough. Here we hmm. go. It's Monkey Man, another fantastic Toots song. 
Go with your gut, buddy. Is it no doubt? That's what I was okay. going to say. You got it, baby. Excellent that, work. That was Gwen going, ah, ah, yeah, yeah. I got it whenever the the chuggy electric guitar part yeah. comes in. It's just so no doubt for that one, <laughs> that mm-hmm. one verse. <laughs> Excellent work, man. Good work. Thanks. Nice. All right, Greg. Uh, first instrumental goes to you. Mm. All right. I think this guy might. It is a guy. I think he might sing some backup vocals on this, but you're not going to get it from that. So I cut it to the guitar solo part. So I'm looking for a guitar soloist. Guitar, guitar soloist. Are you ready? This one's 5446 was my number. Okay. Be a little bit inappropriate for a reggae solo, but uh, you know, Greg, any guesses? Oh, shreddy. Uh, I have a, I have, a, I have a, a strong contender. I'm just trying to think if there's anybody else that I could. I'm gonna guess Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck. Yeah. Woo! Nice. Well done, sir. Very well Second done. Second appearance well, on Guess the Guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. No, that's yeah. always. He's always a strong guess yes, on Guess yes. the Guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. Right it's tied up two two. Man. Dude, couldn't ask yeah, for yeah. more drama. Mm. Unfortunately, Nick. Bit. What's up? Hardest one for last. No, no. We got another round. One more round after this, and then we're done. But this one is your <laughs> instrumental. Okay. This is a guitar player. Sure it is. Jeff Beck. <laughs> Good guess. This is the uh, famous song Pressure Drop. Okay. And similar to the last one, I believe he may sing some backup vocals on this. But again, it's the guitar solo. That is all the information I'm willing to give you at this point. I understand. This, this is this would be tricky. I wish you the best of luck. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> got a wah-wah pedal. He's singing backup vocals. Oh, boy. Ah, oh, jeez. I don't know, Nick, uh, Greg, should I give him some hints? Yeah, I guess. Uh, All right, so... Do you have, a, you have a good hunch, Greg? Nah, not cool, not really. I, I, okay. I, I may, maybe have an idea or two. But. So it, I, I would 
classify that guitar solo as fairly generic. Mm-hmm. Some folks, that's their primary criticism of this particular guitarist. He had a hit, a big hit, with a reggae song in the 70s. Oh. He's a white guy. Okay. Generic. Too generic. 70s reggae white guy. I think I think Greg's got it. So, uh, and and keep in mind the context of the game that you're playing here, um, Nick. You mean it, I am you, presenting this information? Yeah. So. so is it Eric Clapton? Yeah. Okay. Well done. Okay. Well done. I was gonna say, I think generic. <laughs> Gen- now, of course, if you, Eric. If, you, if, you, if you listen to the nuances of what he's playing, you know, there's a lot more there yeah. than just generic notes, but and blues riffing, but. I'll yeah. get that to the experts to decide. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if you hadn't given the, cl- I never would have landed on an Eric Clapton until it was like, really? wait, this is I Jay. Thought, I, I would have thought maybe it was Joe Bonamassa. Oh, really? Yeah, he's kind of like the new Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> the new generic. Yeah. All right, so um, I, I I did this wrong. This was the last round. Greg, you get one. Nick, Nick, you're up three to two right now. So, Greg, this is your chance to tie, and then we're going to have a tiebreaker. All right. This one is this one is tough. Okay. This one's tough, and the name of the song is called "Time Tough," uh-huh. and it is a guy, and he is singing, and you're gonna he's singing most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also playing acoustic guitar. I don't know if that's gonna help you or not, but uh, best of luck to you. All right. That is a tough one. That is a. Uh, is he uh, kn- is he yeah. known for like playing acoustic guitar and singing? Yes, primarily in reggae. No, not at all. That's the that's the tricky part about it is that he's putting on this like really weird mm-hmm. Jamaican kind of patois. He's not singing the way that he normally sings. Again, remember context of who's putting this game together. Is it Ryan Adams? Oh, it's wow. Ryan Adams. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> wow. Even I'm surprised. I, I that give one. you mad props on that. Wow. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that was actually what led, led me to this album. Because I heard makes that sense he played now. on the Toots and Maytals May mm-hmm. album when mm-hmm. I was doing all that Ryan Adams research last week. And then like, I was listening to the album and I was like, which song is he on? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, there he was. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't feeling it. Nah. nah. Well done. All right. All right. So, folks... This is very exciting. We're all tied up, and I've saved the most difficult for last. This is difficult on a bunch of levels. This is not a guy who, well, he again, in the vein of Ryan Adams, he doesn't sound really like you are expecting him to sound. So it's going to be a little bit of a curveball. 
for you. Okay. He plays guitar on this track, but you're going to recognize him if you recognize him from the singing. Okay? And he, he trades lines with toots, so. Back and forth. Yep. That's the best I can give you. Um, but I'm going to give you guys the first one to raise your hand. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you. All right? Okay. And also, remember the context. Who's presenting, yeah. Right. That's the best hint you're going to get. This one's Careless Ethiopians, by the way. Nothing, huh? You just I, keep going. You can cut that. Do <laughs> no, a guess? I, I, can I, if you guys don't have a guess, you have I, a guess I, I'm gonna, I might have a guess, guess, but it's not a great one, and I don't want to lose the game because of my guess. All right, well, let me go back to the second line. The first line, the first vocal line is toots. Yeah. The second line is the guest. That had, that had like a hint of something. Yeah, so just listen to it again. And again, first to raise their hand and buzz in. Right there. I mean, it's there. It's right there. I don't, oh. Yeah. Oh, he pulls that voice back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Uh, it's just such a weird one, man. Uh, you don't ever hear him singing in that register. I'll take a guess, um, but, but do I lose if I, if I get it wrong? No. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Dave no. Matthews? Oh, wow. No, it is not. It I was not. I was thinking that'd be cool if he popped up. Yeah, I that. it would be the right era. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, oh. Nick, you want to take a stab? Excellent guess, by the way, Greg. Oh, thank you. Well, on that on that vein, then not based at all on his voice, was mm. that was that Darius Rucker? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Right, right, right. It it was not. It, it was, was not. not no. It was not. Okay. No, that's uh, that's Keith Richards. Oh, really? God, that's Keith Richards. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten there. Yeah, that's a good. One. Wow. Okay, guys. Um, well, how is I don't Keith Richards Dave Matthews era? He, was he said Dave Matthews, and you said same era. No, no, I said that would be the right era for Dave Matthews to show up on a 
on a as a guest star on a compilation. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> I can choose one other song from this album, and you guys can that's kind of like a, a no-brainer, and you guys can just be like lightning round. Okay, maybe a lightning round just so we can ending in a tie is a little lame. You can't. We All can't right, end yeah. in a tie. Absolutely. All right. This what is, is this, the opening Bordeaux? track. Come on. <laughs> this is the opening track. <laughs> that makes no this sense. is called Still is Still Moving to Me. It's a beautiful song. It's going to come quick, so be ready to buzz in. What are we listening for? Singer? Guitarist? Singer. Okay. Here we go. That's what it takes to be free out of mind. Still, still moving to me. Still moving to me. And it's hard to explain how I feel. Uh, Nick had his hand up first. That's Willie. Yeah. That's Willie. Right. Willie Nelson, baby. I blame it on the lag. <laughs> <laughs> Move to the East Coast. Uh, that, might be fa- that might be a fair thing. That might be fair. And I had that Late. pretty big hint with the Eric Clapton. That was a pretty big hint. Well, hey, give yourself some credit, man. I'm giving myself some credit. Ladies and gentlemen, our victor for this week is Mr. Nick Klein. Why are we world? Ooh. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. But seriously, if you get the chance, check out that album. It's really, really, really stinking good. Give it, it to us again. One... What, title and, and uh, artist and title. What's it called yeah, again? Yeah, it's uh, Toots and the Maytals, True Love. Came out in 2004, won the Grammy in 2005 for Best Reggae Album. And uh, every single song is a banger. It's just, um, you know, uh, reinterpretations of classic songs that he did. Willie Nelson, Bonnie Raitt, Eric Clapton, Ryan Adams, Shaggy, and Rozelle. Uh, Jeff Beck, no doubt. Trey Anastasio, Bootsy Collins, and The Roots. Uh, Bunny Whaler, Keith Richards, Ben Harper, Manu Chow. It's a great album. Check it out. Nice. Right All right, on. good times, guys. Excellent work, Nick. It's all you, baby. Okay, okay. Well, let me let me see. We just gotta let. You know what? Actually, uh, I was listening to the new music playlist from Apple Music today, and um, it's going through a lot of interesting stuff out. But this song immediately caught my ear, and I was like, "This is really neat." And I read about it, and so I'm gonna play it. I don't know a ton about this guy. This is um, I'm just gonna say it's new funk. But okay. instead of the U in funk, it's a V. Um, and the song is called East Bop. Bass music straight from the east, 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 east. This is what you play when you're in the Jeep, Jeep, Jeep. Riding around the street, 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 street. N-I-A to the R-O-B-B. Come take a swim 
Take a swim from Somalia to the seashells. Gotta love this place. Yeah, and I ain't gonna argue with you, but Ethiopian food is one of the best. Yeah, East Bop Bop Bop. Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Where'd you hear that's that again? Interesting. It's this guy. It is on my new music playlist um, for Apple Music today. Um, he's one fifth of a group called EA Wave, which is East African Wave, and he's like a producer from Kenya. But I, and I don't know how he's gotten to be. Pop. I don't. I don't know a lot about him. Um, I kind of did a little bit of reading, and it mostly was like, like his SoundCloud and stuff like this. I don't know how he just like popped up on Apple Music, but um, but it, it totally in a playlist of like music that Apple thinks I was gonna like. When this song came out, I was like. Well, this is interesting. This is I, yeah. and I, and I actually and the more I listened, I was like, I, I actually really like this. This is a cool beat. Um, awesome. So yeah, I thought it was neat. Um, new funk. It, it, well, it's interesting because I go to his Facebook and he doesn't even have like a th- I'm, I, I don't mean like he doesn't even have like a thousand followers. But I, 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 no, I know. know. But like that just means like he's basically unknown. You know. Yeah, I, and I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what it was. Uh, well, this one also, of the creative energies behind New uh, New Nairobi, which is what he spells out in that first verse. Although um, that might be an old profile. I know. I don't. I'm not. Nothing else is coming up. He doesn't seem to. Yeah, I couldn't find out a lot about it. A lot about him either. But I thought it sounded pretty cool. And yeah, very cool. Um, so yeah, quite I, cool. I have no idea. Um, okay. Well, actually, you know what? Before I jump into my topic, which is going to be... We've been going for an hour and some change here, so I'm not going to take a long time. I do want to say that following our recording of our last episode, which came out on last Thursday, but um, but we recorded the previous Monday, Right. The uh, there's a podcast that I listen to called Intelligence Squared, which is a debate podcast where they bring up a subject and they have either two or four people that hash it out. Uh, nice. And the old way they used to do this is they would do it in front of a live audience and they would have a vote when you when you came in on your position and then they would have the whole debate and then you would vote again and whoever swayed the audience the most would win. Nice. Um, really cool concept. Since COVID, they've just basically been doing the debate part and they don't tell you that there's if there's a winner or not. But the topic, and I, I really thought it was apropos and I was excited to hear it, although I would not necessarily recommend it, um, <laughs> is was the topic was should we separate the art from the artist? Oh. Um, and they, okay. they, they really get hung, they get they, they end up focusing very much on uh, MoMA's expedition ex- exhibitions and, and less so less so on, on current day stuff, um, which really got me a little bit frustrated because I feel like we've kind of hashed this conversation out a bit. Yeah. But it was an interesting perspective and I appreciated hearing both sides, but I did find myself like like in te- needing to intentionally continue to listen because it was getting frustrating that that that, <laughs> that, um, that the person that was making the counter argument was um, yeah was not let we, it, it, it didn't seem like uh, like the points that were being made on one side were were countered on the other so um, but it reminded me of the conversation that, that we kind of not really had about we Ryan skirted, Adams we skirted around mm-hmm. with Ryan Adams yeah. yeah we yeah it was more of like a yeah you wanted to talk about this thing and we really hadn't talked about it ahead of time um but um but I do firmly come down on ultimately ultimately I think I think in in, in the moment it's easy for bird clock is on both well, sides he's got his button. own problems yeah it changes to... on the hour where bird clock stands <laughs> in this 
Um, you really shouldn't be wading into this argument right now, Bird Glock. I, I really wouldn't recommend. Yeah, it's not as not as all the all the feathers he's ruffled. Um. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literal feathers yeah uh but anyway so well that that's actually what i wanted to say but i didn't end up saying in that episode was that i like the music not the man you know and no, i understand like, and the one point that came out of this of the of this particular debate that i thought was interesting that i was like you know what that i can see is that for some it takes a generation of not knowing the the minutia of the individual's life story yeah. to appreciate the art outside of knowing all the details about that particular artist. Agreed. Um, yeah. So, and that was one thing I was like, okay, that's because you know, there's a lot of artists that have had very troublesome um, personal lives, um, but we still put their art up on walls in in museums. Um, Indeed. So, interesting conversation over there. Uh, but my premise this morning um, was. Um, was 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 out of frustration, um, uh, and so all I put into Slack, which I usually will put like a big old paragraph. I don't know if anybody ever reads it. I, I think so. But a big old paragraph of where I'm coming from, and here's the different perspectives I might want to take. But all I put this morning is, I think it's the beginning of the end for Pitchfork. Yeah, dude. I I mean, I was waiting all day long for the follow up to that. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, and I, and I and and I I really went digging. Um, because I, I had seen a couple, I had seen a couple uh, comments or you know something on a Reddit thing and something over here, um, and and have been watching Pitchfork. Their 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 founder um, and and head editor left, uh, I guess, two years ago, two or three years ago, hmm. um, and they were acquired about ten years ago by Condé Nast, mm-hmm. um, which for some at that point was the the, the point where I was like, okay, they're no longer hipsters because now Condé Nast owns them, uh, which owns, well, who else, what, is, what else does Vanity oh, Fair? God, everything, like, yeah, Vogue and Vanity Vogue Fair. Vogue and Vanity Fair. Glossy yeah. magazines, it's all Condé Nast. Um, but they kept the founder on as the editor-in-chief, uh, and then he stepped down a few years ago. And the person that they have running it now is, is a very accomplished and successful individual who's actually done a lot of like media. So the, the current editor has seemed to kind of rein in a little bit of the snark. Um, which, in some regard, I think, is not necessarily a bad thing. I think I think the um, Jay, I can Jay's making a face right now. Like, really? Ha, 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 has she has she reigned in this? I hadn't noticed that, but continue. For the past two years, and and I, I honestly thought um, that this might have been a softening through the pandemic of like let's let's just be nicer, um, okay. like, let's not be such douches about about stuff, and and we're you know. But I, I have to be honest, I, they've rolled out this series and they've made it like all, all like front and center, all about the, the greatest albums of the 90s, the greatest <laughs> songs of the 90s, uh, and an interactive game where you can show how much you know about 90s music. I did all of this stuff today because you sent me to Pitchfork because I was, what did Pitchfork say? What, or are they getting mm. canceled? What's going on? Then I played the, what's your favorite 90s? album and, and game. It was it a lot is, of fun. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is fun. And you know what you did? You helped him improve their engagement scores. <laughs> and this is what's driving Pitchfork right now. And and, and this is, re- I honestly, I went, I, I even went and did like, I went to like all my search metric sites that, that look at like, where you can kind of get behind the scenes and see how much, how many visitors these sites are, these really, like the top 10,000 sites you can get some traffic details on. Their traffic's up. Um, like they they are succeeding in their engagement objectives, 
And so my premise that that the beginning that this is the end of the beginning for Pitchfork, I think maybe just means I've now I I, I may now not be in the target audience uh, for Pitchfork because they've, mm. they've doubled down on on really on young on on younger I, audiences. I don't understand, Nick. You didn't have a problem with Pitchfork before when they were hipster assholes, but now that they're putting some interactive Jay, that's things what I on liked their website, that's that's what. That's where you draw the line. I I, I liked I I took every single thing I read as these guys are hipster assholes, um, but what they're doing, a lot of other people are reading and will affect a lot of other will affect a, a lot of the way that music sounds. And I, there have definitely been times and 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 I've where I've gone and listened to an album and mm, I, I I I'll go back and give it another listen. And honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll read I'll read the the Rolling Stone review, which mm. will be a PR rep approved version of 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 a critique. Yeah. A- and then if I want to hear what some douchey young kid in New in the in the heart of New York City is saying, and and all these hipsters are saying, then I'll go over to Pitchfork. Um, and, and I and I think what's happened is that they've. In, in, in an attempt to kind of double down on, on youth engagement, um, I, I don't actually see how over the course of, over the course of, or, or how there's longevity in that, unless they're just gonna become like, here's Rolling Stone, which Rolling Stone even, they're, they're constantly reinventing themselves because they had that first generation of, of loyal readers and then they had to figure out what the hell do we do now? Because we either stay hip or we follow this generation like radio stations do with the programming, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I don't know. I don't know that Pitchfork, it's interesting because, because they are the snarky hipsters, they haven't kept, to, to me, they haven't kept the actual biting snark. Like, it, it is glossed over. And yes, it gets replaced by highfalutin um, like references that nobody can unpack, um, <laughs> um, and, and that's the point, because if you could, you, you'd be in the know, and nobody's in the know like Pitchfork. Um, and I get that. I get that element of it, but it's still a tamed element. There's no, yeah. there's just no unleashing of of somebody's like raw, visceral love or hatred yeah. um, of it. Uh, and I, and I do think the other thing that that for me has been the reality for Pitchfork for some time is that the divergence between when they started also reviewing rap records, the divergence in the scores between how they would treat. You know, like you would take a you would take a mediocre, like just just not groundbreaking rap album, and that's mm-hmm. a seven. Right. And 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 that you know a same uh, the same uh, not groundbreaking derivative rap rock album would be you know two to six depending on how much they were frustrated by something right. or what they ate that day for breakfast. Right. Um, and and. Yes, I see the problems in that, and and I've always acknowledged like, and I and I went off on about about everything everything's debut album, which they just completely panned, and I think if it didn't affect the band's trajectory, um, well, the the band didn't continue doing albums like that. That's all I can say, mm-hmm. um, and not to say that that's why maybe the audience shared that that sentiment. Maybe the audience shared that sentiment because Pitchfork said that. Um, so yes, there's inherent problems with. With the these douchebags that they that they've always done this, but but it's lost something. It it really has seemed to lost have lost something. And, and the big focus on getting you to engage with their '90s um, uh, feature, right. um, it 
it felt so over the top and it almost felt like one upping rolling stone on the formula that they'd figured out over the past 10 years which is oh, the sure, listi listicle crap list, list yeah listicles yeah. um the clickbait listicle crap <clears throat> so i got nothing to back this other than my own stupid opinion well um, i think it's an interesting opinion I, yeah, I, I agree i think that you're probably right on the part i don't agree with is the part where you said and you may not have meant this as strongly as you said it but that they are still guiding the taste of of what music sounds like because in my opinion if they are truly becoming this corporate oh did i say they were still guiding it yeah that was i thought that was your concern was that now they're becoming too tame and they're pandering and they're still they still have the voice of the youth well that's the voice that i think is diminishing okay i, I think, well, I, I, think they're trying, I think they're trying to target youth because through through like uh through strategic marketing engagement which honestly i i'm in the strategic marketing world and there's a lot of good that comes out of that um like helping an organization find their voice is so critical to connecting and actually just making good products so no, I'm not. I'm not panning uh, marketing um, at all. But it is like they are. They are. They, these are tactics to engage the youth. I don't know that they're having any influence over that youth, other than just getting them to come and participate in some '90s quiz thing. Okay. Cool. Um, so, sorry, <laughs> so then ahead. my point would be the same that the artists, the indie artists who went to Pitchfork for an honest review of an Elliott Smith album, mm -hmm. probably won't be going to them anymore. So I don't think that <clears throat> your fear that, or maybe I've misunderstood, I don't think that they're going to have the voice of the young indie musician anymore. I agree. Yeah. yeah. But to me, that's just, they're just another brick in the wall. They're just another mm -hmm. long line of what was once a re rebellious establishment that's yeah. been taken over by the establishment mm -hmm. and has been turned into a milquetoast version of crap that nobody pays attention to until it dies. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to America. <clears throat> I'm looking at their uh <laughs> list of like hundred fifty best albums from the nineties and it's like you know, they got Tony like, Braxton's like number fifteen or well, something. Well like, like they got Live Through This by Whole above Nevermind. You know, and I'm like <clears throat> I, yeah. I get what you're trying to say, but like that's the, the uh, no. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, come yeah. on. <laughs> like that one to me was like, all right, that's just too obvious. Like you're just trying to make some kind of statement here, like, right? Why you're would just you like do that? Standing up for Courtney Love or something? Why what are we are you doing? And, why are you? Yeah, and going out on that ledge. And exactly when when there there's never been a more obvious example of like this couldn't have happened if it not for mm -hmm. this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and then you're putting it ahead of it. It's like no, that doesn't like. Yeah, one begot the uh, yeah. The only reason anybody knew about Hole, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Hole, is because she was with Kurt. You know, like that's the only like anyway. Well, and they certainly got a lot of their sound. Yeah, and that's fine. Everybody was taking it. You know, yeah. Like, and, and that was trying the to do yeah, it. that was grunge when it caught on. You know, yeah. and it's and I'm not taking anything away from Live Through This, but I mean, you can't put it above Nevermind. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. what part of like basically reshaping the music industry overnight? Do you like not? I mean, they must not have been alive for it. Like we were alive yeah. and witnessed it. You know, it was like suddenly, like having, you know, being in an eighties glam guy was like cool as hell one day, and then suddenly it just wasn't, and that was it. Not it was, at all. Yeah. No, I think it's. I think it's just 
to Nick's point, I think it's just they're trying to make a yeah thing that people talk about. Like if you like, really, oh my god, can you believe what Pitchfork yeah, yeah, did? Right, no, like course. we're doing right now, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it, I mean, but they're trying to provoke to your a conversation, and but it doesn't. To your point yeah. about like rap music, Nick, like that's that's a hard one for me because I don't know what's quality in rap music, like as well as I do with so other to, forms of music. My so only I can't defense, speak to that. Yeah. My, my but it only always defense, has felt like that to me. Yeah. My only defense is that, and and, and uh, I'll, I'll see if I can uncover it and put it in the show notes, but I, I did read there, th- that somebody had taken and done a scrape and basically done, like, here's the average for rock albums, here's the average for rap albums. And it came down to, like, four or five for your average rock album, you know, four to four, between four and five, and, like, seven and seven, five for for your standard rap like it's a because honestly it's a different it's a different i think they had a different a different group of people reviewing it i think they brought in people that were that were you know rap aficionados that that had experience in that industry so that you weren't taking all these kids that were just listening to rock all the time and then all of a sudden asking them to 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 rank rank this over here so i think it's also a challenge like how do you so uh not so much a complaint as it was confusing to to see like oh a seven that's a that's a good score, uh, and you know there there's plenty of there would be there was pl- especially early on I would go and give some of those albums a listen and be like this. Now I don't listen to a ton of rap, but at the same time, like I, I know I, I do listen to enough of it where it's like this sounds a lot like their yeah. previous album. I don't see what what this what's so groundbreaking about this, but they give them a yeah. seven. That's like that should be something something worthy to talk about. Um, so anyway, it's funny too because once you. We were talking about the Mars Volta, their newest album, mm-hmm. um, a couple of weeks ago at band practice, and I went, I checked out Pitchfork's review of their latest album, and that sent me down a rabbit hole of like, oh yeah, that's right, they really panned one of their albums, and they gave Francis the Mute. I don't know if you guys remember this, the first album, second. No, that's the, s- the second, second one. Thank you. They gave that a two. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> Which is like, okay, that's pretty brutal. It's not my favorite Mars Volta album, but. Okay. Still, yeah. You're making a statement there with it, giving it a two. Yeah. Do you guys know what they gave D. Lawson the Comitorium? No. I'm gonna say five eight. Craig, you want to guess? I'm look. I, I just clicked on it. Like when uh, you said 4. that. 4.9. 4. <laughs> and like, and, and you know, they don't even have like they don't even great album. They don't even have like a high res version of the cover art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? I mean, I don't know. They're not. I think. Yeah. They, they least, hate. Uh, they hate Prague. Uh, or anything like that, you know, like they yeah. hate, they, they see, they've always kind of had this distaste for this like virtuosity. Musicianship, yeah. You know, and uh, that's fine, I guess, but it's a little bit like jaded and it's, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like that stuff comes around every now and then. Yeah. And right, when you've, you know, when you have a band like the, the, those records, like people still talk about Francis the Mute. Mm-hmm. And so and they're going to, it's going to come around that you gave it a two. And I'm not, you know, do they still talk about that record? I'm not saying it's a great record. I think that there's definitely, it was very ambitious and I've heard stories about how they made that record. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, pretty intense, but um, yeah, people will still be talking about that band and those records and, you know, you're going to have to kind of defend that too. Uh, none mm-hmm. of their albums have, have good reviews. No. I mean, I'm looking at it. They, they just kind of hate this band, you know? What did they give the latest one? Like a seven or something? Six something? I think it's a five something. Was it? Yeah, which is kind of like the average. Oh, uh, six point five. This is 6. like the 5. highest of uh, any yeah. of, of their reviews. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Well, anyway. I don't know. I appreciate your opinions on on Pitchfork because you you've appreciated them more than I ever have. Uh, I would say good riddance to bad rubbish, um, and they get what they deserve. <laughs> Understood. But I, that I do think that there is a place for that kind of journalism in rock music or any kind of music, and I I'm sure that there will be someone to fill that gape. Yeah, so. I, I think I think I think if we were in a position where we were holding as much influence, it would be easy to take something that just you just have a visceral negative response to and want to be like, nope, didn't like it, you know. So I I, I can see where the motivate. I don't know. I'm not yeah. defending it. I'm not defending. It. I'm not. But again, you know, I've that, I've, I've I've mentioned it on the podcast before, yeah. but like, there's bands that work really hard and try to make their like debuts and then they get panned by Fitchfork and that's basically and that's like the it. end of the band. It's like you're not really nurturing anything by being just I know, critical. I know, but honestly it feels like they're trying to be nicer. Um Yeah. Uh and I, I don't I so it does actually feel like they're trying to come off of that um plank or kind of walk themselves back from that position of of actually destroying like these upstart bands. Um but it does seem to have lost some soul, or some of its, some of its soul, or something like that, um, albeit a douchey soul. <laughs> <laughs> well, someday, I think, I think the best that we can ever hope is that someone has a similar conversation about us three jackalopes someday. Hey, there you go. Now, they used to be real assholes. Yeah. And now they're kind of nicer. But I don't Good like riddance. them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gotten boring. Yeah. <laughs> so. With that being said, Greg, why don't you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us if they want to send us any hate mail or love letters or whatever they want to do. All right. Well, you can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. You can send us hate mail at podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media on uh, Facebook and Instagram or Twitter handles at shouldcheck. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever podcasts are heard. Please leave a review, and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Heck Absolutely yeah. should. Thank you. Condé Nast, we're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're open to offers. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys, thank you so much. That was a great time tonight. That was fun. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you back here next week. How about All it? All right. How about it? Peace. See you.